Today, you get to hear Jackie and I say welcome twice. Welcome. Welcome to an archived episode. This episode on Elements was the first of five. And for all you regular listeners, we hope you get a kick out of how young Landon sounds only a year and a half ago. To see the other episodes on Elements, you can scroll back to July and August of 2020. And with that, we're on On with with the the show. show. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to another show. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Landon. And we're all by ourselves today, no guest. (laughs) Okay, so last time we talked... We teased the elements, and today we're going to try to begin discussing the elements. Again, this is just as my mind has kept it, as Master Collegian taught it, and as he and I discussed it over the years. So far, in all the podcasts that we've done, we've tackled the beginning courtesy line that you have when you very first walk in the door in episode one. Us. Which we love. Yes. We have a soft spot for episode one. <laughs> we learned how to walk into the door and we learned how to walk into podcasting as well. <laughs> All in, a, in an episode one episode. <laughs> Us. <laughs> then much later, very recently now, we did intermediate character development where we tackled things like the moral code of our system. I really like that podcast. I do too. Oh, yes. Anyway, intermediate character development is just a grown-up way of saying that each person is expected to work on their insides as well as their outside. Yes, I really like that saying, but I've never heard that before, so I'm really happy that I was able to learn that in this episode. So it's not really a saying. I'm just saying it. Maybe we'll turn (laughs) it into a saying. (laughs) But that's what a cruddy person is supposed to do. We're supposed to work on our Self through and through. That's correct. <laughs> I like to think of it as uh, learning and having the fortitude to do what is right when it is the time to do the right thing. Yeah, that feels grown up to me too, just for the record. Well, just to say the fortitude thing, when I was in eighth grade, my <laughs> Spanish teacher always used to say, you all have to have the fortitude spelled G-U-T-S. Oh! <laughs> now that's hilarious. Okay, so she spelled guts. And that is how I knew the word. Okay, enough on fortitude. (laughs) I would like to bring up that there are really not clean lines of delineation between the stages of anyone's growth. It just goes on and on. In many podcasts, we've discussed that martial artists throughout history have mentioned the importance of becoming more and more self-disciplined, some say self-controlled, wiser, and patient as skill increases. That's true. Everyone from Bokuden to Peter Urban has emphasized self-discipline as a path to inner growth. And we've covered both of them on this podcast. And so many more to come. So excited. I know I'm repeating this as well when I say that Master Collegian did not invent the idea that elements play a role in the development of human sophistication. In previous podcasts, we mentioned examples of historical references to elements guiding human growth and development. Some research says that the Chinese were the first to use water, wood, fire, etc., as they relate to our existence biologically, mentally, emotionally, and of course, our chi line. Us, if you remember, we read the story of the Shaolin Monastery back on episode 13. You should definitely go and check it out. Peter Urban brings up water, wind, and rock in the philosophy of Bodhidharma. And he's from India, 
and brought it to China. So that would put it even further back. So it's all very ancient. So we don't have trustworthy archives of exactly who said what first. Like the Code of the Warrior, Master Collegian systemized it. And of course, I use systemized very loosely when I talk about Master Collegian. And if you know him, if you knew him, you know I'm right about that. Yes, as a part of his genius was his unpredictability. It said that he was a web thinker. So things lack symmetry. And I'm not sure the word systemize is a perfect fit either, but it will do for him. Well, it's the system that I was brought up on. So there you go, right? That's it. The elements he brought to us are as follows. Water, mizu in Japanese. Wind, ku in Japanese. Fire, ka in Japanese. And earth, chi. He separated the information into categories like this. Each element has a hard and a soft side. Each element is used in movement, and each element has a use internally that should be summoned and dissolved using our own iron will. Sensei, do you mind taking a minute to go over what you mean about the word iron will? I don't think that I've ever heard you use that before. That's actually a good catch, Landon. Thanks. Thanks, Sensei. And now you're going to make me say guts, baby, guts. (laughs) (laughs) And keep it simple, stupid, and go back into what you just said. It's just an internal strength that makes you, as Jackie so kindly put it, have the fortitude to do what you need to do when you need to do it. Thank you, Sensei, for explaining that to me. Okay, back to the insanely large subject of the elements. (laughs) I've decided to start by introducing all four elements in their broadest, most well-known, or should I say common, form. Want to start me out here, Landon? Sensei, let's start with water. We already mentioned the Japanese word for water, but we'll say it again because it's a super cool name. It's Mizu. It's life-giving side, or should we say it's soft side, is that we are made of water and literally cannot live without it. According to H.H. Mitchell in the Journal of Biological Chemistry, the human body is 60% water. The brain and heart are 73% water, lungs 83% water, skin 64%, muscles and kidneys 79% and the bones 31%. So it's easy to conclude that we need water to live. Okay. Bones being 31%. I was just thinking, yeah, they're so hard. I never would have thought they had moisture. And who would have thought that skin had 64% water? Anybody who's ever moisturized. (laughs) (laughs) Bet you've seen a commercial for that. Oh my God. Okay. Just in case you need more proof than that, medical professionals say that the human body can last approximately three days without water. And one more thing, the planet itself is made of a huge percent of water, 71% in fact, of the Earth's surface is covered in water, and the oceans hold about 96% of all the Earth's water. So I wonder where the rest of the 4% of the water goes. I don't know, but that's an incredible statistic, Landon. And that is a lot of water. Okay. Each element also has what we in our style called life-taking properties. And in this element, there's no lack of evidence. Let's do a quick round robin with things that are water-based that can kill you. Hurricanes. Tsunamis. Floods. Yikes. (laughs) But I was also thinking that the absence of water is life-taking as well with droughts. Totally. Oh, yeah. Totally. That's a really good point. So water has to be balanced like we try to balance ourselves internally and externally. 
us. Okay, so it turns out it's a witch with a B to be a human, <laughs> right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Let me see if I can find another word for that. It's a challenging endeavor to be a martial artist. Do you yes. like that one better? I like that one. <laughs> Such better. <laughs> okay, it says here that was easy. I'm not sure that was easy, but at least we got through water, and now we're on to wind. The Japanese word for wind is ku. Its soft property is that nice and cool breeze we feel on a brutally hot day. Well, we have all felt it, and unfortunately, it's coming here soon. Wind is cool. See what I did there? <laughs> oh, Landon. I know that you wanted to spell it cool, K-U-U, like, the, like it's spelled in Japanese, but I'm saying to you, it is cool. Man, there's nothing like when you're standing there and you feel that breeze against your skin, is there? I can't think so, but on another tangent, my mind still has some possible examples of wind. Like, for instance, for centuries, wind has powered windmills. And wind tunnels are used in indoor skydiving, such as iFly. Oh, wow. Even though that's just for joy? Even though it's, it's just for joyous. joy. Oh, it's fun. And for a, what would be an incredible adventure if we could be there, the wind tunnel of the Hadron Collider. Oh, my mm. gosh. Okay. Back to the dark side, and there is no Star Wars reference intended. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yes, we are round-robining again, aren't we? I guess. Okay, I'll start with the wind that is associated with the hurricane. And I'll do tornadoes. And we cannot forget windstorms on the deserts. So, Sensei, now they see the pattern, and we have two more elements left to tackle, fire and earth. I'll do fire if that's all right. Sounds like a plan. The Japanese word for fire is ka. And I'd like to bow to Master Robert Lasorsa, whose karate name is Steadfast Fire. Wow. It's an awesome name. He's an awesome man, and, and he goes right with his name. He is an awesome man. I think so. Fine martial artist. Back to fire, shall we? Yes. It interests me because although it wasn't invented by man, and you guys agree with that. Yes. Us. It was, however, harnessed. By man. Yes. Us. Okay, when was fire invented or harnessed for the first time? They think-ish. Somewhere around 1.7 million years ago. Wow. They have... 1.7? They have traces of Homo erectus, man, having ash near where he was buried. Wow. I mean, I knew it was a long time ago, but I didn't know almost 2 million years. I'm trying to, in my head wrap my head around two million years i'm thinking of what two million years is and that's crazy to think about this is when we need a scientist to hang with us so they could bring us up to speed on the timeline of human development that would be great okay the harnessing of fire led to its life-affirming properties which include warmth in the winter and just like that cold breeze in summer there's nothing better nothing Mm -hmm. better and of course cooking Yummy. And I have a fun fact about fire. Did you know that fire is a chemical reaction that releases light and heat? Who knew that it was a chemical reaction? I did not. I I bet our science listeners knew. Us. And fire is an event or occurrence, not a thing. Oh, no, I like that one. That's, That's cool. Yeah. So back to fire as one of the elements within the system of being both a life giving and a life taking property. When we were going over the notes for this podcast before we started recording, I saw that in my original script, I didn't write anything about the life-taking properties 
of fire. And when I got to thinking about it, I realized that it probably happened because A, it's pretty easy for all of us to understand fire kills. Yes. And B, it's horrifyingly sad to think about and discuss. So probably when I was writing out the original script, I said to myself, you know, I'm making the vampire sign here. Back away, Missy, back away. (laughs) Probably what happened, right? I mean, I I can't get a joke out of that, can I? No, because it doesn't take much imagination to uh, see the horrors of fire. Okay, on that conversation stopper, let's move on to Earth. When I was taught by Master Collegian, he would say the Japanese word was chi, a word we use a lot in karate. So just to be efficient, I Googled it. And I was told that the Japanese word for earth is chiku. And that's the way she said it when she when I Googled it. She, oh, she told you? Uh-huh, it was an audio. <laughs> she said K-Y-U-Ku was the end of the word. And she said it with a really strong accent and lilted her voice up. Chiku. Although in this podcast, we're going to continue to use the word chi as we continue to go on the earth here. Nevertheless, I am vexed by all this and I am in desperate need of a person with mad Japanese skills. So if you're out there, help. And this is a perfect segue, Landon, for us to tell them how to get in touch. Us. Sorry for the audio difference, but we've expanded our presence on the web. That's right, Sensei. Now everyone can check out our Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations and see pictures of our guests. And I'll add that we're at Wildcat Dojo almost everywhere. Everywhere but TikTok. That's true, Jackie. Or for you old school people, you can send us an email at dojoconversations at AOL.com. And on that, we're going to move on to the life-affirming side of Earth, correct? Us. Okay, the life-giving side of Earth is gravity. Think about it. Without it, we're flying away. (laughs) Gravity is the marvel that keeps the planets in their orbit, and its gravitational pull with the sun and the moon causes Earth's high and low tides. Thank you to Miss Blues, my now former sixth-grade science teacher, for teaching me this really interesting information. I'll have more information for you when I start seventh grade, so stay tuned and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) so they couldn't possibly have missed that gravity was the whole pole there (laughs) just holds it all together if we didn't entertain you enough with gravity let's talk about the softer side of the chi or earth as sensei the softness of the earth is found in the fact that it sits in space just like an ultimate magic trick with no wires holding it and it stays its course Like um, a trusted companion, this has been widely studied and explained lately by Stable Orbit. But still, when you see a picture called the Blue Marble that was taken in 1972 from space, it is awe-inspiring. I looked at it again yesterday and could not take my eyes off it. It is. That is the best description, awe-inspiring. You just look at it and you think, that's us. I looked at it yesterday and I was like, that's us there. That's cool. It's so inspiring that a person like me might take it upon themselves to be the very best person that I could ever aspire to be. A little ooky right there. but we got a little too soft there, didn't we? But I agree. Anything that inspires, I love. Correct? Yes. All right. My addition to this chi discussion is that it is my favorite. I think that it is my favorite because I have a real affinity for it. 
the iron will that is inside of us and how with practice, repetition, yes, I know that was redundant, and patience, which is also a function of chi, the chi inside of each one of us can allow for major life changes, which is kind of what you were just saying, the person you aspire to be. But should I say how many people think and say that people can't and don't change? A lot of people say that, don't they? Yes, they do. But if you tap your own chi, which is done with deep breathing and meditation, and we've been over this many times in this podcast. Yes. And by also taking risks is another really good way to build your own chi. And I'm not talking crazy risks. I don't want you to never having dove off of a cliff before all of a sudden do it or with no guide, go a hundred feet under the water or 2000 feet of a mountain. So within reason, take risks. Maybe it's calling somebody that you were nervous to call, or maybe it's going to a dojo for the first time, which we've all done. Oh, yes. It's a good one. So by doing those things, by bringing your breathing down into your chi pocket and teaching yourself to take risks, that strengthens your chi and that will allow you to change and change substantially in ways that you did not necessarily think you were capable of. Us. Okay. On that note, let's start to close this thing out. And I use the word start to close this thing out because every time when I'm listening to us record and I'm editing, I say, let's start to close this thing out. And 10 minutes later, we're still talking. (laughs) So I found a sheet that I typed in 2012 with some information that Master Collegian shared with me. And I suspect a dojo full of people. Don't you? And here's what he said. Chi works muscle strength. Water or flow works stretching. Fire works aerobics. And wind, which is intellect, works meditation. Now, we didn't even touch on the external and the internal parts of the chi. So this is another little tease for them, isn't it? I sure hope so. That was really cool when Master Collegian said. If that doesn't keep them listening, maybe this one will. Joseph Campbell, a literary professor who lived in the 1900s, 1904 to 1987, said the goal of life is to make your heartbeat match the beat of the universe, to match your nature with nature. Just making you think a little bit here. (laughs) That does make me think, though. It it feels very indigenous people for him to say your heartbeat matching the heartbeat of the universe, something that people probably don't think about so much anymore, but... That is a good way to think of it. And it's a good way to to get your chi in tune with the universe. Us. That's somebody that really understood the world and really understood people. Yeah. And that makes me think of one of the things that you brought up when we were doing one of the philosophers, I think it was Funakoshi, who said, think lightly of yourself and deeply of the world. And so that's kind of the same thing, you know. Us. And be aware. Something we're saying every time. In Master Collegian's later years, he wrote a book called The Book of Set, capital S period, capital E period, capital T period. And in it, he tries to give readers a look into his own viewpoint on the elements and the powers and integrating all of it. Us, this is our third and hopefully final interruption. Yes, Sensei, but it's for a good reason. Because when we recorded this, Sensei Tracy was working on making that book available on Amazon. And we checked today and it is there. Find it, read it, love it. Oh, nice one. Good job. And with that, I think we're just about at the end of the the end of the beginning of elements. Wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. I loved it. 
We dipped our toe in the water. I see. I think we did. And it was great. Oh, yeah. Fun. Although I love it when we have a guest. It was fun us hanging out. Yes, it was. All right, guys. Before I do goodbyes, and since AJ says thanks for watching, let's talk about it. Honor Athletics, of course. You can text or call Cynthia at 770-945-5150. You can also reach her at honorathletics.com. And of course, don't forget to say Wildcat Dojo on checkout to get your 10% discount. Thanks to Cynthia for sponsoring us and thanks to all of you who shop with her. It's time to say goodbyes. Wait, shall we do it all at once? Let's do that. Oh, yes. Okay, here we go. Goodbye. See you next week. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.